In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's a Wednesday, there's a couple more days until we got Browns football again. And I'm here with Sam Penex. Sam, you've been recommended by Locked On Browns, Jeff Lloyd. And I thought, let's get Sam on the podcast and see what you're all about, mate. Well, I, I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Excellent. And uh, tell us, whereabouts in the world are you? I am in Medina County, uh, which is about 45 minutes outside of Cleveland. You know, it's about the same distance from Berea. So I'm uh, kind of outside of the, the main main city hub, but uh, I'm, I'm a short drive away if I ever need to be up there. And what happens in Medina or what's it famous for? Well, we've got a, uh, we have a yearly frog jump contest a few minutes from my house. So that's, that's probably the biggest thing. Jesus, mate, is that the best thing that you can get in your town? Is a frog it's, jump <laughs> it's, it's a small country town, but nothing wrong with that, I'd say. <laughs> mate, I'm joking. Um, and let's be clear about this. Is it the animals jumping or people dressed as frogs jumping? Well, there are, there are frogs. Uh, there are frog costumes out there. Yeah. But uh, it, it's, it's mostly, mostly the animals. Well, we're going to talk about your two articles that you've uh, um, put online this week. So we're going to talk about a right guard and we're also going to talk about uh, people's stock up and down after the uh, Colts game. But before we do that, let's talk about some Browns news. Headlines today, Baker Mayfield causing trouble. What do you think about that, Sam? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say when I, when I first got up and I started reading the headlines, um, I was a little iffy on this. I thought, okay, maybe he you know, shouldn't really be saying that stuff. Like, he doesn't need to go there. Giants aren't his team and has nothing to do with us right now. Uh, but I, I ended up reading all, all three of the, the articles that came out today. I think there was from the ring, one from the ringer, uh, GQ and SI. Uh, and the GQ one was the, was the article that people were, were taking the quote and running with it. And uh, it wasn't really that bad. I, I mean, it's kind of a theme with Mayfield. His, his comments get, get taken out of context a lot. And, the media will, will run with it and, and paint a picture of, of kind of the person that he isn't. Um, he wasn't trashing Daniel Jones. It was more of, it's more of, uh, you know, he was, he was surprised that they would, they would, they would take him there. And I think a lot of people were um, just like he was surprised that the Browns would, would take him first overall back in 2018. So it's not, there was no, um, no intention of trashing Daniel Jones. And even he had, he had to come out later uh, and make a statement saying that that was not the intent of those comments. So it's it's just kind of ridiculous that he has to go out and do that at this point. Mm. Mate, just it must be so boring today that we're talking about Baker Mayfield in a stupid comment that's not even true. 
clickbait, as Baker calls it, and uh, yeah, it's all over the uh, the news. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to generate clicks somehow, right? Anyway, so I I think we stopped talking about it there. I think it's everyone can see the truth behind it. One thing that is a bit more interesting: the Scottish Hammer, my, the fellow Brit, is kicking some field goals from fifty yards, and Twitter's gone on fire about it. What do you think, Sam? Do you think he should be our uh, kicker next year? Well, uh, it, it was it was fun to watch him do it. So he's definitely got strongest leg on the team. I think that's no contest. Um, he did kick in college. He he kicked he kicked and punted at Arkansas Pine Bluff, uh, but the numbers there weren't weren't too great. Um, he did, however, have you know a consistent year to year improvement. So. I'm thinking, at least for these next two weeks of the preseason, you know, give him some reps and practice. You know, what do you have to lose there? Uh, and see it, what Mike Prefer, you know, one of the best special teams coaches in the league, see what he can do with him. Um, and, I mean, in all, rea- in all seriousness, like the, the kicker for our, the first game of the regular season may not be on the roster right now. Um, it might not be Joseph and it might not be Siebert. So what do you really have to lose by trying out? Gillen. I mean, he's he's got the strongest leg on the team, and you know if he ends up being the kicker, then guess what? You don't need to roster a punter either, so that saves you a roster spot. I don't. I know there's going to be some real tight battles, especially in the defense. Yep. Um, some of the position rooms, you know, you've got to really cut them teams down. And when you get a piece of paper and pen and actually do it, there's some names that you wouldn't expect to be cut. Maybe Zettel, Smith. Um. Maybe Armstrong. Yeah, some of these some of these players that you think they're gonna make their roster. Make yeah, their room, so. there are definitely some some quality players that are going to get cut. I mean, we we kind of talk, said this last year, you know, that the Browns are actually finally going to be cutting good players. Um, and I guess you know guys like Carl Nassib uh, ended up being significant contributor contributors on other teams, but I think it's really going to manifest itself this year, um, especially on that defensive line, which is suddenly very deep. Um, it, I guess it just depends on how set in their ways the front office is. You know, are they going to be loyal to their guys that they've brought in, or are they going to uh, accept that some of these new guys uh, are outperforming the, the older ones? Um, so I, I would definitely say that guys like Zettel and Chris Smith, who have been brought in by this front office, uh, they're definitely not safe, and they have work to do to make sure that they can keep their spot on the roster. Yeah, got you. And let's now maybe start talking about uh, one of your articles where you did about the uh, stock up and down. Do you want to just talk us through a little bit about that and uh, tell us a little bit about how you become start writing these articles? Sure. Well, um, a few years ago, I guess it must have been 2016, you know, I was just, I was on Reddit, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, just, just having some discussions with people. And I think what happened was I had made a post about some free agent targets that the Cavs could maybe bring in uh, for that 2016 championship season uh, about to start. And uh, I got a a private message uh, from somebody and he asked me if I would be interested in in a writing position for clutch points and uh, specifically Cavs nation. And obviously, you know, I being a young kid, you know, high school, I jumped at the, at the chance and I've been there ever since, you know, branching out into NFL stuff, you know, just, just looking for more opportunities. 
you know, I, I like, I enjoy writing and uh, specifically I enjoy writing about the Browns. You know, it's just something I, I, I like to do. I always am looking for ways to improve myself to get better. And I, uh, you know, it's a, it's a life skill, you know, whether, you know, how far it takes me or not, it's just something good to have uh, for the future, you know, writing experience, being able to communicate effectively with people. It's something uh, that I put a high, a high value on. Um, as far as this specific article goes, this is just something I've been doing uh, for the preseason. I might change it into maybe a studs and duds or something for the regular season. Uh, but I think it's, it's definitely important to be keeping an eye on these different position battles. Um, and, you know, some of these guys have highlighted, like Garrett Gilbert, you know, I think we've all been able to see how, yeah. how well he's played. It's been, you know, really surprising, actually, um, how, how good he's been. Um, so I think he's, he's obviously locked up a spot on the roster. Um, Dearness Johnson, yeah, he, had a, he had a very good yeah, game. I just want to hold you on one, on one second, a question for you. What do you think Gilbert's worth in a trade if someone uh, a backup quarterback? Now that's interesting. Um, there are obviously a lot of teams out there who could use a good good backup quarterback. Um, he's on a what he's he's on a minimum contract, so obviously money's not a not an object there. I would say, based on his performance, I think he, he definitely had to have a a good final two games. Um, I, I think you could, you could get a fifth or a sixth for him. Um, I don't think that's out of the question. Now, whether the Browns would be willing to deal him or not, that's a, that's a different story. Um, but, but getting a fifth or nothing could be an option. That's Yeah, I mean, the teams, could, we're going to need draft picks over the next few years for cheap death. So, I mean, getting draft picks wherever you can, I think that's, that's a good, good plan to have. Yeah, and... Uh bit like Hyde you know we got a fifth for him a running back yeah yeah I mean it's it's pretty crazy how how much value uh John Dorsey has been able to get for the running back position you know he's got he's got Chubb on a rookie contract second round pick you know he's he's gonna he's gonna prove to be one of the one of the best backs in the league he's got Kareem Hunt another one of the best backs in the league on a on a minimum contract he traded Carlos Hyde for a fifth rounder who the Jaguars just cut after the season. And he traded Duke Johnson for a third or likely a third, at least if he's active for 10 games. Um, and if that ends up happening, which it, it's likely to, uh, he'll be the highest, the, that's the most a team gave up for running back uh, since 2004. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty crazy. Crazy stuff. And then looking down, sorry, I cut you off a minute ago. It's fine. Um, just some other names. Dearness Johnson had a good game. I think it's, it's definitely a, a real battle now with Darius Hilliard for that last spot. Uh, Drew Forbes, he's... Sorry, Sam. I don't think it's a... If Hilliard's healthy, it's, he's straight on the roster. Really? You, you, that's how you feel? I know he's missed a few catches, but... I'm sure the Browns back him so much that he's on the roster. I would definitely give him the edge right now, but um, I, I think there is a there is a competition. I would still, you know, today I, I'd say Hilliard ends up getting it, even with that fumble. Don't forget that we've got Chubb, obviously locked on, and then you've got Hilliard and 
uh, Dee Johnson. The, who else is fighting, really? There's the um, uh, Miami guy. Yeah, uh, Trey Gray. Yeah, and that's it, really. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't have a, have a ton of backs on the roster this year for the preseason. Um, One thing we're learning is listen to, what do, uh, listen to what Freddie says. And when he says things like, you must remember they're fighting against the other NFL, 30, other 31 teams. So a, a running back that may get cut from another team may be stronger and they cut. That's right. Yeah, always got to be on the lookout for those. I'll try and carry on now without cutting you off. Sorry, Sam. Feel free to do that. I, you know, I, I'm I'm always open to to argue my points here. Forbes is is really interesting. Um, the film he's put up over the first two games, it's up and down, definitely. Um, but you can like you can clearly see he's ridiculously athletic. You know, he's so quick and he's so smooth. He can get to spots. You know that other, other, you know, some other linemen couldn't dream of getting to in a certain amount of time. Um, he definitely needs to put on some more weight and he needs to, needs to improve his spatial awareness. And that's, that I think that's going to come with time and coaching from James Campen, another one of the best position coaches in the league. Um, but I could definitely, I would not rule out Forbes starting at some point this year, even as raw as, as he is right now. Yeah. Uh, I think he definitely makes the roster. Absolutely. I think practice squads uh, too risky. Someone would just pick. I up. I think he'd absolutely get claimed. So I think, yeah, some. I I think uh, Weissman gets cut. Yeah, I think I think so too. You know, it, it's interesting. You know, at, at you know at the beginning at beginning of training camp, you'd, you'd almost think he was a lock. You know, and and now we, we see all, all these guys, you know, making their making their plays for these these last few spots. It's just very interesting to see. You know, it's it's nice to finally just be able to look at end of the roster position battles instead of, you know, who's going to be the starting quarterback, who's gonna be you know, who's gonna catch the balls here, uh, who's gonna rush the passer. It's just just a good feeling. Something that you know, something different from the last few years. The next three are not so obvious, and I'm really interested to know your thoughts on the next three. Yeah, so they're they're all DBs. Uh, the first one's Eric Murray, um, which he was the the player we got for Manuel Agba from the Chiefs. Uh, he had a really good game. Um, he put pressure on the quarterback uh, from from his uh, his couple DB blitzes from the outside, and then. He had a he had a nice uh, pass breakup. He looks really fluid in coverage, and he can play in the slot. He can play outside. He can play either safety position. So I think they they like that versatility a lot, and uh, I think he's going to get some some playing time. Um, even you know, even with T.J. Carey and Trench as the, as the nickel starter, and then you have Ward and Terrence Mitchell, assuming he's the he's the day one starter at outside corner. Uh, he might be, Murray might be your, your fifth guy in there after Greedy Williams, but you need to have a lot of good corners able to rotate them out. And just being able to play both outside and nickel as well as safety, uh, I think he's going to get him some playing time. The next two guys, I think, 
um, are going to struggle to make the team just because of the depth of that room. But they, they both put on good special teams uh, performances. Robert Jackson had a really good tackle on kickoff. Um, and he also was, was blitzing well. Uh, J.T. Hassel, he was the one with, with that, that crazy play with the penalty uh, for running out of bounds and then a penalty on the perfect form tackle, um, which was ridiculous. But um, it's, it's been interesting to watch, watch this, this defensive back group. Um, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on either of them making the roster at this point. Um, but obviously I think they, they would like to keep them around. Um, and I think they're, they're performing well. And I think they would both, they should both find spots uh, on other NFL rosters. If we do end up waiving them. Eric Murray, I think makes the roster. Agree. Yeah. I, th- I think he's, he's about a lock right now. JT Hassel practice squad. I think, I think that's, that's what they're hoping. Yeah. Robert Jackson is someone that's not really hit my radar, actually. He's, he's kind of, um, I don't want to make the comparison just because of the, their hairstyles, but Tavier Thomas is another defensive back. We, we got uh, mid-season last year, and he, had, he was a really good special teamer for us. Really good. Um, so, and I think Jackson could have the same kind of impact if he were to make the team. I'm just not so sure there are enough spots in that DB room for him. Because, you know, you start saying some of the depth, okay? So we've got TJ Carey, Greedy, um, Ward, Mitchell. They're locked on. Yep. How many cornerbacks do you think you're going to go with? I think the, the standard would be Six, right? Um, let's go with six. Then. I think I think you should you should try to keep that many. Uh, let's see here. You mentioned those guys, which are all locks. Um, it's it's going to be tough. Then we got. You've got Javante Dean. Philip yeah. Gaines. I think Philip Gaines makes it as the fifth cornerback. He's got a chance. Then you've got Donnie Lewis, the draft pick. He's probably more of a practice squad candidate. I would think. Oh, I think. Yeah. Okay. We had that um, tall guy last year, uh, Simone Thomas. I think. Thomas, yeah. He didn't make the roster, okay? So, uh, but yeah, so we've got Robert Jackson, Tony Lewis, Pipkins, which I see popping up a lot, Tavin Thomas, all in the mix for this six-spot cornerback. Yeah, it's a really competitive group there. And then there's always the question about are we going to need an extra safety playing so much nickel, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it's, um, it's a tough one to call. Yeah. And you know, versatility always helps whether that's being able to play safety or being able to play special teams uh, that helps your, your chances of sticking around. Okay. Now let's, let's look at some of the uh, stop down. And it's a big name you've called, first of all. Yep. Free agent signing from the Chiefs, Demetrius Thomas, or Demetrius Harris, excuse me, who, you know, we kind of assumed would be the second tight end. Uh, he did not have a good game. Um, now, he, there is some rust there since he was, 
he had a concussion, so it was his first game. Uh, but he didn't he didn't play very well. You know, he he dropped the pass. He was flat for holding. Um, in general, it it looked like he 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 was definitely rusty. You know, he struggled. So he needs to be the guy who's who's your blocking tight end. That was that's kind of his strength because you know he's he struggled with with drops throughout his career, and you know if he can't if he can't catch the ball if he can't can't make sure he's going to catch it then I don't I don't see um, I don't see how he's going he's going to earn much playing time even though he he has that status of being a, a Dorsey free agent signing. I'm really worried about the tight end room. Yeah, it's it's not. That's that's probably one of the worst worst spots in the team. I said it a month ago. I'm really worried about the right running back room, and it sounds crazy. Hunt, Chubb, Duke Johnson, you know, like you got a dream trio of running backs. But like I said a month ago, Duke Johnson, if his head goes or he gets traded, he got traded. You can't use um, Hunt until week nine. So you're yeah. left with Hilliard, who's got an injury and a, a third stream running back. And that room doesn't sound so sexy. It's going to survive, and it's, I'm sure it'd be good. But I then look at the tight end room, and it's similar, you know. And Juku's up and down. Yeah. Very athletic, but yep. he doesn't miss catches. reliable guy, and that's, that's the worry. Yeah. So I, I, I'm really hoping that some good players – at, at tight end get cut from some other teams or make a trade because um, we have to have someone else in here who can play. Um, and ho- hopefully Harris ends up getting up to speed and, and becomes that guy. Uh, but I would definitely keep my eye on, on some visitors and battles around the, around the league. Uh, one that I have my eye on is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Anthony Alclair. Uh, he's, he's a second year guy. Um, not a great receiving threat, but he's a he, he blocks very well. Uh, he's he's 26, um, and he's he's in a battle uh, for the third tight end spot behind OJ Howard and Cameron Bray. So if he ends up getting getting waived, I think he would be a good a good add for us. Samus, a good shout. I don't know a lot about him, but we may get to see him on uh, Friday. Yeah, um, I would definitely, you know, after after Bright and um, and Thomas are off the field, keep an eye on on the Bucks tight ends. Um, they've got another one. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. I think he's a rookie, but those two are are battling for that last spot. I think either of them would be worth bringing in if they get cut. Well, look, the the other names I've talked about yesterday. I think the whole community, Browns community, has been saying negative things or and that's the kickers and Corbett. I think we park that now for the time. Yeah. Let's talk about right guard. What's your view on the right guard going forward? Uh, that is a, a worry spot for me. As you know, we've had, we've been really fortunate to have arguably the best offensive interior in the entire league over the past few years with, Betonio, Treader, and Zeitler, and now Zeitler's gone. So, you know, Corbett originally, the thought process was, 
you know, maybe he could replace Joe Thomas at left tackle right away. And if he can't, then he'll be a good guard once we have a need for that spot. Uh, so once, once Slightly was traded, you know, the, the thought process was, all right, Corbett has the inside track to starting. And he has not been good. So he's almost out of, out of the competition right now. You know, he's practicing as scout team center now. Um, so now it's pretty much down to Eric Cush, another original Dorsey guy who was signed this year, and and the rookie Forbes, who I just I don't think he's he's quite ready to be starting right now. So Cush, in all likelihood, will be the starter day one, um, and it's it's a it's a worrisome spot. Uh, you know, he he played he played very well last year for the Bears. Um, you know, his he was rated from Pro Football Focus. They rated him uh, one of the top pass blocking guards in the entire league. Uh, the problem was that he only played about a third of the pass blocking snaps as the other players. So it's you know small sample size. Um, so the issue right now is is getting him to play at a high level consistently. Um, and he did not do that against the against the Redskins, um, even though they had most of their starters sitting. He did not have a good game at all. Um, now, against the Colts on Saturday, he played much better, and I think that's 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 the issue right now is is getting his consistency to where it needs to be. Um, you know, again, he doesn't have to be elite. That's not going to happen. Uh, he just has to be, you know, not a not a wet piece of paper right there, uh, allowing people to get up into Baker Mayfield's face and making him feel uncomfortable and stepping up in the pocket and just standing in there and delivering the ball. Um, I probably place a, a higher value on guard than other people do, but I, I think it's just incredibly important with the type of player that Mayfield is uh, to have good guard play. You know, I must admit, tackle then guard. Um, we have been spoiled over the years with guards. I'm quite happy with... Kush, but what what do you think the um, solution is then? Do we do we carry on with Kush? Do you think we keep looking, or is there anything in free agent? That's that's the issue right now. I don't I'm not sure there's a better option out there than Kush uh, for now, at least. Um, yeah, I heard all these things about treating for Trent Williams, sticking him at left tackle, and then moving. Greg Robinson to right tackle and moving Hubbard inside it, that doesn't make any sense to me. You know, it, it's not a, it's this isn't Madden. You know, you can't just stick stick one player at a new position. They perform the same. You know, you, there's so much more to learn there. So, I I wouldn't change anything right now. I would I would just hope that Forbes develops very quickly and is able to take over for Cush in the event that he's not performing uh, very well which, you know, obviously I hope doesn't happen. Well, my final thing on this is the last half of the season, we hardly gave away any sacks. Baker Mayfield was well protected. Yeah. I've, got I, a lot of, was, I've got a lot of faith in our O-line as a unit. I think we gave up, what, nine, nine QB hits in eight games. It was, it was pretty incredible. And, uh, you know, obviously – that's that's not an arguable point, but I'm not 100% convinced that that level of protection is sustainable 
Uh, one, because obviously you don't have Zeitler anymore. So that's a, that's a massive downgraded guard. Um, but two, because we used a lot of two tight end sets there uh, with Fells, who is a, a good blocker, um, who we don't have anymore. So that was, that was adding more protection around the edge. Um, and I think we, Freddie had, had Baker get rid of the ball quickly. And we saw that um, on the drive that the starters played against Washington. You know, it was a two-minute drill, up-tempo, no huddle, fast passes, get, get the ball out quickly, um, not, don't allow the defensive line the chance to get to the quarterback. And I think that that's scheming over a weakness, and I'm not, I don't think you can do that forever. Um, I think that a, a lack of talent, um, a, a problem area is going to show itself at some point. And I just hope that, that it doesn't derail the entire offense for this year. Um, I, I don't want to preach doom and gloom at this point. Um, I still think it can be definitely a solid unit, especially with Campen. I think he's, he's, he's going to, uh, to help a lot. Uh, Greg Robinson at left tackle looks like he's, a, he's significantly better than he was last year, which is encouraging. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the offensive line kind of gels together once – once we have all the starters set in stone. Um, but that's probably the, the area that I'm, I'm most worried about heading into 2019. Mm. My position is tight end, but let's, uh, let's see. But Sam, I just want to say thank you so much for your time this evening. You are very welcome. Thank you for having me on. I had a blast. Excellent, Sam. Where can people find your uh, details? You can find me uh, on clutchpoints.com, cavsnation.com, uh, last word on sports, uh, on Twitter at Sam Penix CP. Um, uh, you won't find any of my, you won't see my name at Pro Football Focus. I'm just a behind the scenes analyst there. But uh, yeah, Twitter, just, you know, anyone ever wants to have a discussion about football, sports in general, I'm very happy to talk with people on that. Excellent. Well, let's get you on again, Sam, in the future. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. And uh, go Browns. All right. Sounds great. Have a good one. Go Browns. Go Browns.